I come at it as a person oriented approach, because if your business is fine, but your life is falling apart and you're not in line with everything else, then what's the point? Dude, that's huge. Constructive criticism is the keys to the Bentley, in my opinion, because without it, you don't know where to turn. So when I decided to start coaching full time, the first thing that went through my head is, well, who are you? You don't have any formal training. You're not done this, not done that. My maintenance companies were built on a plan that I drew on the back of a wing house napkin showing somebody how they could make money being a contractor. They told me I was out of my mind. And I won't share who they are because I know they're going to hear this. <laughs> you know who you are. Yeah. They told me I was out of my mind and then it wouldn't work. I was like, pretty good business plan. Let's do that. And now here we are. So all of what I teach has been developed organically, but it's the same. And I also believe that you can't just mentor somebody in business. Right. And you, whereas you take a business-oriented approach because that's, that's what your business is, that's what you do, I come at it as a person-oriented approach because if your business is fine but your life is falling apart and you're not in line with everything else, then what's the point? Dude, that's huge. I want people to be happy. I mean, let's face it, we're not working for the practice. Right. We're doing this for quality of life. So when I come at it and want to help somebody and want to mentor them and they come to me and they qualify to be coached, then I would, what are your dreams? What are your goals? When's the last time you talked to your wife and Ted what your life looks like five years from now? Yeah. Let's start planning towards that. Right. And then the business becomes one piece of that. The big thing there that you mentioned is really in regards to like, first it's the vision. You got to have an idea of where you're headed. It's hard to know where you're going. You got <laughs> to take like. inventory of where the fuck you're trying to get to. And then you have to put implementable action items between that thing and where you are today. Daily so task. You, you need to know where you're at. Yeah. And a lot of people don't even know that. Because to your point... You can be successful in business, but if your fucking relationship at home is in shambles, like you're not showing up correctly at business. That is correct. And vice versa. When business is in the shitter, you're not going home and being the best husband, dad, grandfather, support, confidant, whatever you need to be when you go home. We talk about this all the time is the ability to kind of compartmentalize both sides of that Mm -hmm. and be present. One of the biggest things that I fight all the time and this is pretty common in entrepreneurship is like, when the fuck to shut off the business switch? Yeah. Because at all times that shit is on firing on all cylinders in the back of my mind. So being able to kind of set up a routine around where am I today in business? And then what time am I leaving the office today? And I have a 30 minute drive home. The fastest way to get home is 30 minutes. But that 30 minutes is, is a routine in and of itself. Checking out of work, Last minute checklist in my head. And then the last 15 minutes of like just thinking about what do I need to do at home? That shit's tough. Because when you get home, I'm like, I got like, I got the kids don't want to hang out because they're at that age where they just rather be in their room on their mm-hmm. phone. You know, the wife is doing her shit. I'm like, well, shit, I can just sit here and work. And, no, and nobody will say anything to you. Until they do. But Which is typically a couple of years later. Yeah, you're missed. You're missed. <laughs> yeah, so it's a couple of years later and it's typically divorce papers or, you know, your kid does something rebellious and it's a cry for help, right? Cry for attention. Yeah. So, you know, your ability to compartmentalize that is, has been very strong as long as I've known you. Because when we're on vacation, like we're on vacation. 
Yeah, and, and you've even told me before, like, hey, man, shut that shit off. Yeah. We're, this is fun time. <laughs> shut that shit off. And Nobody's and, trying to talk about business here. And just to clarify, when we have vacation together, usually he and I are up before everybody else anyway. So we'll sit and we'll have our morning coffee and we will talk business and strategy or just we'll dreams and goals. Yeah. But when it's time to play, it's time to play. Is it? And I've always taught us, like, work until you're exhausted and play until you're bored. Yeah. And boredom comes a long time after exhaustion. Yeah. Depending on what you're doing. And depending on what you're doing. Yeah. You're, that is correct. Yeah. You, um, it's even more of a challenge and a lot of people work from home these days. Yeah. Being able to walk away from it. You can close a door behind you and you get that 30 minute transition. So yeah. when you get home, there's to define. Yeah. My office is in my living room. I have to physically get up and walk away. It's real easy to go sit back at the computer, especially if kids are watching TV or right. whatever. That's not the point. Sometimes just sitting beside your wife, sitting and watching a movie you don't give a rip about with your kids, yeah, that matters because they know you're there. That's all. That yeah, you don't even really have to say shit. Just be there. Just be there. Yeah. Our 17-year-old, he, he towers over me. He'll he'll curl up beside us and watch, a t watch TV for a few minutes. He'll come in and give us a big old hug. No words spoken, but he knows you're there. His cup's he knows filled. you're present. Yeah. Yeah. My kids, you know, they just want me to buy them shit. Well, they're at that's, that stage. That's the truth. Yeah, that's, they're at that stage. All right, so we talked about some of the victories. We talked about some of the losses. Let's talk about some, some things you would do different in business. This is, this is something I don't think anyone ever really talks about. Because we always say, oh, I've never changed anything. And in reality, I would change a lot of shit. Yes. Anybody tells you you wouldn't change anything is not telling you the truth. Yeah, yeah. What, what would you go back and do different? Man, that's a that's a hard question. You're smart. I would pay a lot more attention to tracking finances, business wise. Yep. Because half of what I spend my time doing now is because we've gotten big enough that all of those holes are now apparent where I was bleeding, <laughs> and uh, and. and there's no good way to say this. Unfucking them is expensive. Yeah. And it's, it's, it hurts because you, you go to do it and you think, well, am I, am I a terrible person? Or you get the despair, like this is never going to work. So screw it. I'm not going to do it anyway. I would definitely pay attention. I would also outsource the things I was bad at way earlier. Yeah. I, I needed Tracy way earlier. And I had another assistant before Tracy and she took care of a lot of stuff for me too. And when she left, I'm like, okay, I got, I, I got this. I can handle it. I couldn't handle it. Detrimental statement. Yeah, I would have spent more time doing the things that matter, more time in sales, more time getting out there, knowing mm -hmm. who people are. Those were probably the biggest things. There's some other logistics things, but I mean, realistically, I would have spent more time developing the business and letting people handle the bullshit. How much money do you spend a year on self-development? And you don't even really need to put a, a number to that. Good but, God. But, but what, tell me the importance of that in your opinion. Okay. The importance of self-development cannot be understated. But you can get all the knowledge in the world. And if you don't apply it, it's a waste of money. <laughs> <laughs> so... And I, I, learned, I, learned, I learned this the hard way. I exist in this space now where there, there's coaching programs and what have you. And I spent a year and a half in one and didn't do shit with it. And as a result, I have a very, very pissed off bride who 
makes me justify every expense I have. Now, what does that mean? I mean, I, I read constantly, so I'm always buying books. There's a bitch about that. But if I want to go to an event, if I want to go to a seminar, if I want to sign up for something, better have I in her better tell her what specifically the return is going to be <laughs> and what I expect to get out of it. And it's not only that. She guards my time more yeah. jealously, too, for the same way. She's like, okay, where are you spending your time? This is a waste because you need to be developing. But self-development, I, I, I have no idea how much I spend on it because it depends on how you measure that. I spend an incredible amount of time on self-development. I will tell you that. And that's the real cost to me. Sure. Yeah. Is learning from people, spending time with people, um, following them, listening to podcasts. There, there's so much information out there available for free right now that you just have to absorb it and then apply it. Yeah. That's the key. Application is 100% the key. But also, I think slowing down, which is very hard for people to do who are new in business, mm -hmm. because it's like the moment we form the LLC, it's all about income. How do I get some money? How do I, how do I make some more? How do I make money? And if I were to go back and, and, and know that I had the ability to change something, I probably would have spent the first year or maybe even two years shadowing someone else learning from them. I would have found someone doing the level of business that I wanted to do in my niche. And I'd have figured out a way to either go work for them directly or just figure out a way to go shadow them. So I often make a joke, like I would love to get to a point where I could go find someone like a Grant Cardone or enter your person there, right? Whoever that is. And just get to a point where like, I just want to come, I want to come video you and follow you and create content for you for the next 12 months. I want to be there when you wake up and when you go to bed. Like I want to, I want it all. I want to learn all of it. I want to know, I don't only want to know your business. I want to know how you function personally. Because you can be a shit bag personally and be really, really good in business and end up bankrupt. Or, or be a shithead business person, be the best husband and, and, and father. And be broke. And be broke as shit and not be able to do anything. Yeah. So to me, it's like, I always try to find even more ways to spend money and get into those rooms and get into those groups of people. I bought a lot of big shit to get into those rooms. So we take a risk on that, but it's always paid off. And it's because of that application work. Yes. I can pay to get into the room and listen and fucking take pictures and rub elbows and do all that fancy shit and be cool on Facebook. But if I don't come home and apply that shit, it's just a waste of money. That's all it is. And a couple hangovers. Yeah. Right? So application's key. So for any of you listening, like if you get out in front of people and, and you're taking notes and you go home and I see this shit all the fucking time, take 10 pages of notes at an event and go home and never read it. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. So I've even asked people before, like, why are you even taking notes? What's the point? Because you forget it tomorrow and you never read it again. Yeah. So go back and reread these notes, apply the shit you're learning, find out what works and what doesn't work and move on. I think that's one of the biggest missed conceptions out there. People miss the shit all the time. So if I were to change it, I would slow down a hell of a lot slower in the first couple of years and just stack the right bricks in the right spots. Cause then it would launch you in a much shorter time span to the success that you do want. All right. So wrapping this thing up, what's the next five years look like for you from a business perspective? 
the next five years, it, it, I define everything, as I told you, by family business, what have you. The, ne- the next five years, I intend to be focused solely and will be focused solely on coaching and training and teaching and speaking. Now, what does that mean for my businesses? Every business I'm putting in place, I'm putting other people in place to run them for me. And I can truly be a business owner and not a small business owner. You become so, the board of director. I become, become the board of director. I actually board directors because my, my lovely bride definitely. Has she's been definitely. Yeah, yeah. She, um, and she's, she's my, she's my biggest advocate. She's my best friend, but she she's, my, she's also my best coach. Yeah. She will bust And it was ass. one of the, <laughs> one of the turning points for me. And I know this doesn't exactly answer your question, but there, there's some people out there especially guys, you may feel like your wife's busting on you constantly. And trust me, anybody that knows Des knows that she's aggressive as hell. Yeah, but she busts on everybody. She does. Yeah. But I was, it's it's, I was, she was trying to help me. And she was coming at it as I love my husband, I'm building him up and I want to help him be the best that mm-hmm. he can be. I was taking it as you she, thinks, she thinks I'm a failure <laughs> and I'm screwing everything yeah. up. And she's looking down on me and I was feeling real small yeah. until and this recent. This is like two months ago. Okay. I told her, I said, look, I said, I finally figured this out. I don't know why I'm so dense. I should have figured this out before, but I'm going to split it in my head. And whenever you're giving me guidance, I'm going to look at you and I'm going to call you coach Des. Yeah. And then there'll they'll be wife Des. Yeah. And it finally died. And I told her, I said, Anonymy, you're not looking down on me. You really are trying to help. And she has an insight into the, into me specifically, knows me better than anybody else on the planet sure. to be able to help. So Guys, don't immediately discount your wife, your significant other, or your mentor. Because I'm not anyone. I've looked at people that have tried to help me in the past and told them they were full of shit and they were dead on right. Yeah. So don't take it personal. And that's if you, tough. If you do get emotional about it, that's the shit you probably need to listen to. Yeah. But you got to figure that out for yourself. Yeah. The uh, constructive criticism isn't taken very well. We got a lot of we got a lot of soft people in this world. There's a lot of soft men in this world. Yeah, that's and a whole it, nother podcast. Oh God, I, I I'd be excited to record that podcast. Yeah, I think you. we should plan that one for sure. Uh, definitely, because I think um, I think we could do a lot of good and make a big difference. It's stuff better. that needs to be heard. But I mean, listen, if you're in business for yourself, and if you're a male and or a woman, you have to be able to take this shit. Constructive criticism is the keys to the Bentley, in my opinion, because without it, you don't know where to turn. And you sure you can ask people, but you're going to get criticism that is not voluntary. Right. Voluntary criticism to me is where you catch it out of left field. You're not expecting to get criticized, but it happens. And that's the true shit. When those moments happen, that's when you got to just listen. And a lot of people, but, 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 always with uh, the excuses. Yeah. So anyways, we got, we got more podcasts to shoot. We're going to wrap this one up, guys. Flynn Anderson, my homie. We're going to put all of his contact information in there. Old man energy. You've seen it on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram. You got to look him up, follow along. If you're in the services industry, general contracting, handyman. Or if you just suck at doing this shit like me and you live close to us, you can just call him because he's really good at fixing shit that I break. But anyway, we're going to put all our shit in the, in the case, in the, in the notes of the, of the show. We'll probably end up doing an off, uh, off podcast on soft American men, uh, but that's to be determined. Until next time, guys, we appreciate your time. Thanks for listening in. Like, subscribe, follow. If you have questions, you want to hear a certain topic on the next show, let us know. We always got you. 
As always, own your own economy. We're signing out.